I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Bruncha Milashevsky. She is the principal of Life Crafters. She's going to talk about how you can feed your soul, not just your wallet, and the importance of crafting a job that you love. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I am glad to be with you today on a very nice, hot August day. Yeah, I don't want to get confused with that big event that goes on every year in August in northern Nevada. Hot August nights. All these classic cars that were just in town. Heck, a lot of them are still driving around. I know I'm still driving my classic car the entire month. It just seemed like hot August nights went by so fast. Um, All the buildup that I did and that many people did, well, you just think that we really need more than just one week of hot August nights. I'm thinking about celebrating all month. In fact, I love the month of August. And ever since I was a little boy, I always think about August as being my last big hurrah before I hit it again, back to school, back to sports, back to all kinds of fun activities everywhere across the country, especially here in northern Nevada. There's some very cool things going on still for the rest of the year, and many people continue to look for that dream home. Maybe it's the first home that many people want to buy, but there's always challenges, right? No matter what the season is, no matter what time of the year it is. Heck, no matter what the economy is doing on a national basis or even a local basis, it seems like most people have challenges when it comes to buying a home. It really sounds pretty easy, you would think, like buying anything else. Heck, so much of our shopping is done nowadays online. We don't even need to go pick it up, pay for it. We can do everything over the internet, credit card, We're done. We're happy. Get it delivered. UPS, FedEx, U.S. Mail, so many ways to get what you need except for purchasing a home. We still do it the old-fashioned way in America. You have to show up. You have to look at the house. You have to be fully qualified. You have to be ready to go and on your toes if you want to purchase a home, especially in northern Nevada. We're going to help you make some progress with some stats, some information, and some guidance after this quick message. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I'm really enjoying this summer except for the high heat and except for the smoke. Now, I can't do anything about the smoke. The governor of California is in charge of that. But as far as the heat, I've got great advice for you. You want to keep cooling your house all summer long, even into the fall, sometimes the hottest part of the month and year? I recommend SunTech Solar Screening for your home. I got them on my home probably five years ago now, and I know don't know how we could have lived without them. Now that we're used to the comfort, now that we're used to having lower air conditioning bills all summer long, I don't know if I could ever go back. That's why I'm encouraging you to consider the same. SunTech Solar Screening. It's a great way to keep your home cool without spending every dollar that you have extra every month on air conditioning, on fans, on big blocks of ice. 
<laughs> if you still would think about doing that. No, once you get SunTech solar screens on those windows that face the south, that face that hot sun, you'll see and you'll feel immediately cooler. Find out more. Visit the website, suntechsolarscreens.com, and tell them Peter sent you. I'm talking today about purchasing a home. I don't care if it's a second home, a move-up home, first-time home. The challenges are always there. It's never easy. The first thing I want to talk about if you're looking to purchase a home is this. Most people purchase their homes with some sort of a mortgage, a loan from a bank, from a lender that is willing to extend credit to you for anywhere from 15, maybe up to 30 years to pay for that property on a monthly basis. So that's why people can afford to buy homes in the $300,000, $400,000, $500,000 range or more. It's because most people cannot gather that amount of money on their own. We just don't have it lying around. Those, many of us don't have it in our savings accounts, in our checking accounts, in our investments, in our assets. The money's not there. So some people ask me, Peter, why would a bank want to lend me all this money if I don't have the money to show them that I can pay it back? Well, the answer is very simple. Banks place a great value on your capacity to earn income down the road. So, if you've got a job that you've held for two years or more, and you're making a fair amount of money every month, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the most important thing that a bank will look at before they talk about extending a loan to you. Oh, yeah, they want to know what kind of assets you have. They want to know about your credit score. They want to know about your current debts. They want to know about any business partnerships, any business deals that you have, maybe you own an investment property already. They want to know all about that. But the key thing that a bank is always interested in, first and foremost, is your income and your income capacity. So they always ask, how long have you been on the job? How long have you had that position at that job? How much money have you made at that job? And what's it look like down the road? I know this. If you've had your job for two years or more, the banks are going to give you serious consideration. Two years or more on the job, on the same job, well, that is stability. That is today the highest value thing that you can walk into a lending institution and talk to them about. Your stability at your job, your ability to continue to keep that job, and the fact that you're going to continue to work at that job, and every year, that money that you earn, a good part of that money, can be used for your living expenses, and that includes your rent maybe today, or your mortgage as well, down the road. So that is the most important thing. So if you're looking to get a mortgage from a bank, you want to make sure that you've got a good story to tell. Bankers always want good news from their prospects. And a great way to give somebody good news at a bank is to say, I've been on my job for two years or more. It's a full-time position, and I'm earning X dollars. And so the likelihood is that I'll continue to stay at that job and continue to earn X dollars and, heck, maybe even more. You know, longevity sometimes has its own rewards, right? So keep that in mind if you're going to talk to a lender about getting a mortgage to purchase a home. My name is Peter Padilla, and I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And a lot of people say, well, Peter, how do you know so much about the real estate world, especially the mortgage world? Well, the reason is this. I talk to a lot of pros in the real estate market every day, and that includes a lot of people in the lending industry. Now, you would think, well, anybody can talk to anybody in the lending industry and just ask questions, right? It is true. Anybody can do that. But if the person is me, I have more than 10 years experience as a mortgage lender. I actually helped people borrow money from the banks that I have worked at for the purposes of getting a mortgage. Now, 
It's been several years. Heck, it's been probably oh, a good six years since I was a full-time mortgage lender. But ladies and gents, I keep up with the stats, the details, and the operations of the lending industry every day because it's important to my radio listeners and it's important to me and my family because that's how you move forward in the world of real estate, to have that knowledge so that you know how you can position yourself to take advantage of the best opportunities. So in my conversations with mortgage lenders, in my daily research about the lending industry, and with my regular updates of my own real estate holdings, I have a pretty good idea what your mortgage lender wants to hear when you visit them for the very first time. As I mentioned earlier, they want to hear about your stability at your job. They want to know next about your credit. Hopefully you're paying your bills on time. You don't have any things dangling out there. And they want to make sure that there are no, no other encumbrances in your life. You know, like you co-sign for somebody else on a house for them, or you're a co-signer on a loan for an automobile for a family or a friend, or you have some other debts that show up on your credit report. Now, granted, if a lot of people have those kinds of things, and the bankers can always work around those items to a degree. But in a perfect world, you want to have as little obstacle as you can between you and the money that your mortgage lender has. So before you visit with your mortgage lender for the first time, it's important that you make a good presentation of your presentation. You want to make sure you're all set with good news and good reports back to your mortgage lender. A lot of people have never seen or talked to a mortgage lender, so the first time it is going to be maybe a little bit confusing. Maybe it seems like there's a whole lot more information that they're asking than you, than you had thought about, but always keep this in mind. This individual, your mortgage lender, and the bank that they work with, they have the power to give you a loan so you can purchase a home. And because they have that power, they also require a lot of income and assets and capacity from you, the borrower, as it compares to the amount of money that you want to borrow. Make a good presentation. That is the key when you visit with your mortgage lender. And how much money are you going to have to ask for, you ask yourself. Well, let's look at the stats in northern Nevada. We just got them from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. These are the numbers that they compiled for the prior month as it's closed out now, July of 2021. And they give us a good idea of how the pricing strategy is going, how the markets are doing. So let's look at some of the, some of the basics that everybody wants to know about. The median home price in the Reno Sparks area. Median home price is determined by taking all of the sales on record for the month, looking at the high number, looking at the low number, and then you draw a line in the middle of all the homes that were sold. Last month, 627 homes were sold. Median home price means that half of the homes sold for less than the median sold price, and half of the homes sold for more than the median sold price. We'll take that number of 627 units hold, uh, sold rather in July, I'll round that up just a little bit so we can do the math to 628. That would be 314 homes. would be down the middle. 314 homes sold for less than $530,000. 313 homes sold for more than $530,000. So you know when you hear a median sold price now that it's not intended for you to think, oh my gosh, that's what I have to pay for a home. Not at all. You just know that that is the midpoint of up and down of where people are pricing their homes. It's important to think about that median sold price because just one sale at the high end or the low end can make a big difference in the median sold price. So you have to take it with the proverbial gain, grain of salt <laughs> And we're going to talk about the median sold price and other stats as we're looking at the July 2021 market stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We'll be back after this. 
Remember the heat from last summer? Remember how the sun can damage your flooring, furniture, and window coverings? Energy efficiency meets style and comfort when you get SunTech Solar Screening for your windows or sliding doors. You get more comfort and you save money with SunTech. Call for a free estimate, 352-9396. Get SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. Or go online, suntechsolarscreens.com. Call SunTech Solar Screening. This is Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are in our 16th year of weekly broadcasts in northern Nevada, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. I'm sure there are some people that have listened to our radio show and decided they're not going to buy a home, or maybe they're not ready to buy a home. And maybe that was the best decision that they've ever made. Uh, A lot of people think, oh, if you buy a home, that's always going to be a good decision, right? Let me tell you, it is not. If you buy a home when it's not right for you, when the market is not right for you, when you buy the wrong home or you buy the home in the wrong neighborhood, there's a lot of things you can do wrong when you purchase a home. Even if everybody around you is buying a home and ranting and raving about their great purchases, their great deal, if you buy your home at the same time, you could be making a huge mistake if you're not fully prepared. I'm not just talking about this from other people's experiences, ladies and gents. I'm telling you this from my own experience. When I bought my first house, the market was hot. It was back in the 1980s. It was in 1982. And the market at that time was rocking and rolling all across the country. And when I bought my house, I was so excited because all of my friends were buying homes. Uh, my neighbors were buying homes. The news was talking about the value of homes and how important it was to buy a home if you could find one in any particular way and if you needed one for your home, which I did. Uh, I needed a family home and I was happy in my rental, but I kept hearing all these messages and encouragements to go out and buy a home and, well, I put the pedal to the metal and I got myself a realtor and my realtor found me a home and I bought the home. And I was really happy for probably six months because six months later, I began to realize what I'd really done. I had purchased a home, but suddenly, even though the market was going up, my home was going down in value. You see, I bought mine in a home area that had some defective homes built in the subdivision that I had purchased in. I unknowingly bought this home without doing as much background checks as are required today. In those days, back in the 80s, it wasn't required to do as much background, but I should have done it. My realtor should have done it. And the home that I had bought was eventually condemned. And the bank, of course, they didn't care. They wanted their monthly payments. It took me about two years to resolve the issue on that home. And ultimately, my family and I had to move out of the home like all of my neighbors moved out of the neighborhood because the homes were being flooded with groundwater. That was the defect in the neighborhood where I had purchased my home. I didn't know it was a defect until I moved in there. Did the seller know? Well, who knows? Seller was not required to disclose anything of that type in those days. And regardless, I was very happy with the home when I bought it. But I didn't realize that a couple blocks around the corner was the big residential irrigation pond that was seeping water underneath into many of the crawl spaces of the homes that surround the area and there was ultimately no easy fix for this problem. So many of these homeowners just abandoned their homes, moved out, and uh, started negotiating with the banks to uh, find some sort of recovery or at least some relief And my home was around the corner, wasn't flooded, but it might as well have been because every house other than mine and one other neighbor of mine, every house had for sale signs on it and was empty. So we lived that way for about six years. And even though the market for the housing area was going up and everybody was happy in their new homes and all the other neighborhoods, I made a mistake. So that's just a brief example to show you that even when everything seems to be right, you can still make a mistake. So it's always important to do more background, more research, ask more questions than even you think you're required to ask. 
because you want to stay out of trouble. When you buy a mortgage and you buy a house, it's it's a long-term deal. You get a, typically a 30-year mortgage. And even though you can sell the home at any time, pay off the mortgage, move on, uh, it, it is not a, a quick thing to do. It takes a process to make that happen. So the benefits are there, obviously, but you can always get into trouble as well. So always ask additional questions. We're talking about the median home price in this case, $530,000. That is not the average price of the homes. It just means that half sold for more and half sold for less. I was looking at a stat recently from one of our local communities and from one of our local realtors about the actual high and low. What was the least amount of money that a home sold for in the Reno Sparks area in July? It was about $410,000. Typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. What was the lowest price of a condominium that was sold in July in northern Nevada. It was somewhere around $177,000. Now, I, I can't tell you what those homes look like, what the conditions were, but they are a part of what makes up this median sold price. These low prices counter the high prices of homes sold in northern Nevada. The report I saw said that the highest home price sold in July of 2021 in this particular area was $1.35 million. So that's the high end, and that also is contributing to the median sold price of $530,000. Imagine if that high end of that home price was $2 million. Well, now you add that in, and that's probably going to bring the median sold price overall up higher, maybe up to $550,000. And if you have a couple more low ones that would sell, maybe maybe you'd find a couple in the $200,000, you might see the median sold price come down a little bit. But it doesn't mean that that is the number that you have to focus on in your mind. It just means that is a calculation that is made when all these homes are sold. Your house, the one you want, that's the one that's the most important. I always recommend you talk to a mortgage lender so you can get pre-approved for a mortgage, and that way you will know what your capacity is and what you can do to grow your capacity and what you can do to find a home within your price range. When we talk about this median home price, we're talking about the Reno-Sparks area. But a lot of people are buying homes just outside of Reno-Sparks and finding that the median home prices are different. In Carson City, for instance, in Minden and in Gardnerville, many deals are, are being done, as well as the smaller communities, Fernley, Fallon, Minden, Yarrington. All of those areas have lower home prices. You just have to decide where you can comfortably fit your lifestyle and your budget. So can you afford to buy a home in the Reno-Sparks area, or do you have to look in the Carson City area? those things can have an impact on your capacity because there are not a lot of homes that are being sold as compared to last year, the years before. I was uh, chatting with uh, Gary McDonald not long ago, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, and he was reminding me that during the market downturn back in the 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12 area, a lot of builders they weren't building homes. There were more homes available than there were people to buy them. So builders were not building homes. In fact, many builders had already built homes and were unable to sell them. And they were struggling, trying to figure out how they were going to pay right, the mortgages on all of these homes that they built because they, in all likelihood, built those homes, paid the contractors, bought the materials with borrowed money. So many builders were really struggling, and regardless of whether they got out of it, regardless of whether they had to start over again, a lot of them decided if they were going to continue to be builders, that they were going to be much more cautious in the future when they built homes. They were only going to build homes when they knew that those homes were sold, when they knew that they wouldn't be sitting on property for months and years in case of another economic downturn. And a lot of builders are still thinking that way today. That's why we actually have a house building 
shortage in America as opposed to a shortage of just homes. The builders, they took a long time off, some of them more than two, three years before they started building homes again. And now this demand that we're having because of the resurgence of the economy, well, there just aren't enough homes to keep up. And like anything, when the demand is high and the inventory is low, prices go up. A lot of people are thinking about waiting until more homes are built. That way, more supply that will soften the demand and that should lower the median home price in many markets across the country. However, many people just don't want to wait. They are doing everything they can to buy a home right now because there's no guarantee that the prices will stabilize or come down. The way they've been moving lately, they're substantially higher, it seems like, every month. We look at that 530000 median sold price in northern Nevada, Reno Sparks specifically. That's 22.6% higher than last year. Imagine that. That's 22% growth of the value of a home in just one year. The difference is over $100,000 in one year. So that same home today, $530,000, was probably more like four ten or four twenty last year. What's it going to be like next year? Is it going to go up another $100,000? So are we going to be in the $630,000 median sold price range? Well, who knows? Nobody knows. But if you look at the chart and the way it's been going, there's a good chance it's going to be higher than the current number. The number of units sold across the, the market, Reno Sparks, has dropped substantially in that last year, a combination of less homes for sale and higher prices. This year, 627 units were sold. That's down over 16% from last year. And when the homes are available, when homes do go for sale, and they go on the multiple listing service, the MLS, in a typical normal market, sometimes it'll take a couple of months, maybe up to 90 days or a little bit more for a home to sell. Once enough people see it, enough people make offers, uh, you know, the seller would have plenty of time to consider. Uh, not today. The average number of days from the time a home is put on the market to the time it's in contract is down to 15 days. And that's down over 57% from last year. And so last year, you know, you're talking 25, 30 days maybe. That was still pretty darn fast. But now it's almost like lightning. As soon as somebody hits the button that there's a home for sale, there's all sorts of triggers that go out into the universe. And every realtor, every home buyer, every prospect is looking at these homes, and it typically does not take long for somebody to make an offer. That, too, is pushing the median home price up right now at $530,000 in the Reno Sparks area. How many homes are available? How many homes are on the market for sale? And how does it compare last year? We'll tell you that and more after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? 
For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. When anybody asks me where I think they should go to get the money to purchase a home, I always recommend your Dutch uncle, a rich relative, somebody that has a lot of money that could loan you the money and you wouldn't have to pay any interest. That's how I get my comedy routine done because most people laugh when I tell them that. It's rare, rare that somebody could have a family member that could loan them the median sold price of $530,000 to purchase a home. Most people, they're going to go to a bank. And I always recommend that they go to the good folks at Guild Mortgage. And the person, talk to Brian Cushing. He's with the Cushing team, and his operation is fantastic. He's got a great team of professionals at his office that meet one-on-one with every prospect, and they will do everything they can to get you the best mortgage, to get you set up to take advantage of the home buying opportunities and help you and your family. Give Brian Cushing a call, and he'll get it all started right away. His information is on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Tell him Peter sent you. He'll get you a cup of coffee. In the studio today, I'm talking about the July statistics at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And although I'm giving you the details today on the actual numbers, I hope you tune in next week because Gary McDonald, the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors will be joining us. He's going to break down these numbers even more and offer some more insight and guidance to anybody that is struggling to find a way to purchase a home. Gary is an awesome, awesome leader at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, and he really cares about helping people. So make sure to tune in next week to Nevada Real Estate Radio when we'll have Gary on our radio show. We're talking about how many homes are available in the northern Nevada Reno Sparks market. And as of the last stats, we have 450 homes that are available for sale in Reno Sparks. That is down over 42% from last year. So that's probably about 150 homes less this year than last year. And that makes it tough on the buyers because we know there are a lot of buyers. I mean, when you figure there's 3,000 realtors more or less in northern Nevada, and every one of those realtors has at least one prospect, uh, you're, you're up against some pretty good numbers. And so if you're looking to purchase a home, you've really got to be on your toes. That's why knowing this information is critical. With 450 homes in the active inventory market, it means that when something is available, you better be looking at it if you are interested in that home, and you better be ready to make an offer. It's the old days, people were always taking their time when they made offers on homes, like so many things. You want to think about it. You want to maybe offer less. You want to maybe do a counter offer. You maybe want to see what other offers come in. And then maybe you'll pull the trigger if you can negotiate, right, a lower price uh, from the seller and all those kinds of traditional things and ways of thinking when you're looking to buy anything, like at a bazaar. You want a deal. That's all out the window now. If you're looking to purchase a home, in fact, I am hearing that many homes, when they're put for sale, immediately they get offers for more than what the seller is asking for. And the reason is that home buyers are wising up. They know that if they want a shot at purchasing a home in this tight market of limited inventory, they have to offer an incentive, something sweet for the seller, like more money than they were even asking for. Heard about a deal recently where a gent bought a home for $400,000 here in the Reno Sparks area. The interesting thing, the sales price was $360,000. He offered $40,000 more just to make sure that he could get that offer. He absolutely needed that home because he was moving to northern Nevada for a new job, had his spouse, a few kids, absolutely needed it, Paying an extra $40,000 gave him the assurance that he could get the home and he wouldn't have to continue the struggle of finding the quote-unquote deal. That's what you're up against. You're up against other buyers that are probably going to be looking at the same property that you're looking at and it's very likely they're going to offer more 
than the purchase price. I was reading that uh, a few years ago, the average sale price of a home was somewhere in the neighborhood of 98 to 99% of the asking price, meaning that the buyers were able to negotiate a little bit better deal in one way or another and save a thousand or a few thousand dollars and walk away happy. Maybe the seller was pricing the home a little higher in anticipation of lowering the price, and so things were moving kind of in that way, nice and slow. But in these last couple of years, it's totally different. You have to be prepared for that hot market, and if you're going to be competing with other buyers, I'm encouraging you to be prepared to make an offer of a little bit more than the ask price so that they know you're really serious. Your realtor will guide you on this. I'm not a realtor. I'm not a lender. But I know the business just like if I was. And I'm telling you that you've got to talk to a great realtor so that you can start the right negotiating process. And the realtors, if they're really sharp, they're going to know the market. They're going to know the house. They might even well know how critical it is for the seller to sell the home, what their real motivation is for selling the home and actually what it's going to take to make that deal close. Um, make sure you have a great realtor. If you need some guidance on a great realtor, glad to talk to you anytime after the show. I never recommend just one realtor in particular. I want to talk about your needs, your specialties, our realtor's specialties and what they have to offer. And you can decide who you want to visit with and interview. Because once you get a realtor, working for you. It's a pretty close relationship. You have to be able to call each other quickly, make decisions quickly, have confidence in each other because of the, your your knowledge of that individual and that individual's process. So it takes a while to get acquainted, and that's why I'm encouraging you to talk to some realtors, find the one you like, and then start on the process. So when you find the right home, realtor finds that home for you, you'll be able to pull the trigger with confidence knowing that you're pre-approved from a lender and that your realtor knows exactly what you want, what you want, and what you don't want. So with just $450,000, with just 450 homes available for sale, uh, it drives up other numbers. As the limited amount of inventory is there and the median home price goes up, the cost per square foot of a purchase of a home starts to change as well. It's another metric that people use in evaluating the cost of a home, the challenges of buying a home. It also helps people determine what size home they can buy based on the square foot sold dollar number. In northern Nevada, that number is $302 a square foot, and that's up 26% from last year. And it's a substantial increase. Of course, it goes along with the median sold price. But if somebody's talking to you about the sold square foot price, you need to know that once you hit that $300,000 threshold, just like we're talking about here, uh, we're in that $530,000 median sold price. And that will help you determine if the area that you're looking to purchase a home in is right for you. If you looked at purchasing a home not in Reno and Sparks, but let's say in Fernley, Fallon, um, Silver Springs, Yarrington, you're going to find the median sold price much lower and, of course, the sold per square foot price much lower, meaning you can buy more home for the same money in certain areas, and that's going to help you make a decision on where it's right for you. Everybody's talking about the homes that are going to be sold in the future. Those homes are going to be sold by real estate agents, and as those homes become available, they're going to put them up on the market for sale, and they'll be talking about new listings. These are new things that are coming available, and the good news is that that number is creeping up a little bit as we look at the latest stats. There are 718 new listings, and that's up 4.7% from last year. So hopefully more people that have homes that have thought about selling but maybe we're hesitant because of the vast appreciation that's happening through these last couple of years. Well, maybe they're determining that maybe now is a good time to sell. 718 listings and up over 4.7% from last year. That's actually up 10% even from the month before. And when you see an increase 
at this time of the year in new listings, even though it's the fall, that tells you that more people are stepping forward ready to sell their home. Earlier, I talked about you know the offer and how so many more people are offering more than the sale price of a home. And it is true. Now, not everybody's offering $40,000 more, $40, more than the sales price, like I mentioned about this last gent I talked to. But the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors does have a stat of where that number is. When they look over all, all the prices asked and all the sold numbers asked, the percent of asked reach, yes, it's more than 100%. How much more? We'll tell you after this quick message. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Brentia Milishevsky. She is the principal of Life Crafters. She's going to talk about how you can feed your soul, not just your wallet, and the importance of crafting a job that you love. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 11.30 a.m. So, when you own a home, there's a lot of things you can do. Another thing I did with my home, I decided I'd become a beekeeper. And as I became a beekeeper, I bought a couple of beehives, and I'm raising some bees, doing some honey. And, you know, it's not something you do as a renter, because once you get that beehive established, well, they're kind of like your family, too, just like a pet. And it's not something I want to be picking up and moving every day. More and more people, in fact, are thinking about doing things like that and thinking about becoming beekeepers. I'm encouraging you to join me at the 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up on February 25 and 26 in Yarrington, Nevada, the heart of Lyon County. I love Yarrington, Nevada. You know, that's where night in the country happens every summer, and it's a great place to visit, a cute, quaint little town. And it's so much fun to go to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It happens at the end of February, and it's always a little cooler and calmer in the agricultural areas like Harrington during that time. So it's a really relaxing weekend, and you learn a lot about the bees, the honey, all the cool things you can do as a beekeeper, and fantastic support from other beekeepers. I'm hoping I see you there. It's all happening Feb 26 and 25 and 26 in Yarrington, Nevada. And you can get all the, re- all the details and register on the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So we're talking about the percent of ask received on homes that sell in Reno Sparks area. And it used to be, like I mentioned earlier, 98, maybe 99% of the ask. Well, on the latest stats, when the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors compiled all the numbers, they came down to this. The percent of ask received is 102.9%. Let's round it up. 3%. 3% more than what was asked for the purchase of a home. That's what homes are being sold for. So let's say, let's do a little bit of math here. Let's say that a home was on sale by a seller for $500,000. And if these numbers are correct, and they, I know they are, but if the system would work on this same deal the same way, if somebody is selling a home for $500,000, it's probably going to sell for 3% more. How much more is that? $15,000. That sounds like a ton of money, doesn't it? They're asking $500,000 for a home. If I offer 3% more, it would be $515,000. That's another $15,000 out of my pocket, yes, in a way. It means it's another $15,000 that you have to have a loan for. And if you can only get a loan for $500,000, you will have to come up with $15,000 some way, some shape, some form, so that the seller can be satisfied because that's really what's happening now. About 3% more than the ask. When you're looking to purchase a home and you're looking at the prices, if you think about that, that you need ultimately to offer about 3% more than what the offer is being sold for, you'll know. You'll factor that in whether you can handle that offer. 
And I'm encouraging you to keep this number in mind because it's reality. It's what's really happening in the northern Nevada market. The prices continue to go up. The value continues to go up of owning a home. A lot of people, regardless, they just think that they can't afford a home because that price is so high. But many people are surprised when they go to visit with a banker and they see what the current interest rates are that they actually can afford a much more expensive home, if you will, than they thought. Because another funny thing about the mortgage industry is this. When it comes to the price of the home and making your decision about buying the home, it's a factor, but it's not the only factor. A very wise mortgage lender told me a number of years ago, his name is Robert Cunnington. Robert Cunnington was really one of the best mortgage lenders I've ever met and had the opportunity to work with. And he reminded me, he said, Peter, when you buy a home, it's not really the price of the home that makes the difference. It's the terms. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, imagine this. Imagine if you could buy a home for X number of dollars, let's say $500,000, but on the terms, it was a 500-year loan. Your payments would only be about $80, $90 a month. That would be a great deal, right? Great terms. Uh, price wouldn't really be a factor. It's the terms. It's actually what you pay each month. That's what gives you the ability to buy a home. And with the prices being where they are, a lot of people think they can't afford a home in the $500,000 median sold price range. But the fact is, many can afford that because with interest rates down below, in many cases, below 3%, the terms are really good. So the payment is much less than it would be if the interest rates were 4% or 5% or 6% or 12%, like when I bought my home. It's huge, absolutely huge. So when interest rates are really low, You'd be surprised how much of a home you can afford, even when the prices appear to be higher. When it comes to a mortgage and a mortgage payment, it's not really the price that you have to focus on of the home that you buy. It's what is your monthly payment. Can you afford the monthly payment? When you can afford the monthly payment, now you're really in a position to consider buying a home. Some folks ask me, what are some ways to lower the price of that home? Which way could I get my home for less? Which way could I get my payment for less? Well, there's a couple of ways. In fact, there's a lot of ways, and we're just going to talk about a few. But a way to get a lower price on a home of the same size, of the same square footage, many times is just to buy it across the street or around the corner or down the road or maybe in the next community, or maybe in a couple of communities away, you know, see, there's always some trade-offs. You may not buy the home that you want that's only two minutes from your job. It might be 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes from your job. But if you could save $100,000 by having a short commute every day instead of a quick drive, it might be worth this little inconvenience or this little hardship of having a longer commute to get to work. Well, some people say they just absolutely cannot, cannot have a lengthy commute. They've got to stay in the same market. So another way to get a lower price on a home is to look at a condominium instead of a house. A condominium typically will sell for less. They may not be as big, but if you're looking for a relatively smaller home, you might find some condominiums that would actually fit the bill and give you the value and the appreciation that you're looking for down the road and give you a way to start. Many people that buy condominiums, that's their first home, and before long, they're moving into a bigger home because the value goes up in the condominium. They get a renter in there. They can get a refinance on the condominium. They can get some cash on that refinance. They can use that cash to purchase the next home. Your mortgage lender will give you all kinds of options on that, but the key is to get started. Another way people consider saving money on purchasing a home is instead of buying a traditional stick-built home, they buy what's called a manufactured home. This is a home that is built in a factory, typically in two parts, and then it's hauled to a 
lot, a residential lot, and then a foundation is set up, and the manufactured home is put on this foundation, and it's connected together. And in today's world, these homes are, in many cases, you can't even tell they're manufactured off-site. They look fantastic. And the prices on a manufactured home are substantially less than a typical stick-built home. Now, the challenges are that there are sometimes are areas where manufactured homes are not allowed because of the association or the area rules. There are other issues sometimes with manufactured homes. If you're putting it into a rural area where there are no homes currently, there's just a piece of dirt, a lot, well, you're going to have to get electricity and water and sewer, and those things have costs as well. Uh, some people decide, I don't want to do that. I just know that there is a manufactured home for sale here in town, and when you look at the price, you're going to see the price is less for a manufactured home. It's already there. It's already on a foundation. Somebody's been living in it. They're moving out. They want to sell it. It's a manufactured home. That just might be the ticket to getting a lower-priced home in northern Nevada, in Reno Sparks, without having to move to another area. You want to learn more about the difference between manufactured homes and a stick-built home? There are some issues. There are some differences. And it will impact the mortgage to a degree, your insurance to a degree, and the way that you use the home down the road. It depends on a lot of factors, but your mortgage lender will give you all of that information. So I encourage you to call your mortgage lender today, get pre-approved, tell them about the kind of homes you're interested in, and you'd be surprised the great value that they will bring to you. Be sure to tune into our radio show next week. Gary McDonald, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, will join us so he can break these numbers down even further. And I know Gary has some great advice for not only first-time home buyers but move-up buyers as well as he looks forward into the real estate world in northern Nevada. I've enjoyed talking with you today, and if I can help you in any way, answer any questions, call me after the show, 775-786-5515. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.